very warm welcome back to the Bubba Kate show. I haven't talked to Kate for a while so I'm dying to hear what's happening and in her opinion why it's happening. Um, the global elites seem to be really taking shape particularly in Ireland. They're talking about farms being closed and a 32 but we'll have no nationality. It's the globalists really seem to have taken on a step up and you can't leave the country without taking a PCR test and you can't go into a country without having another one. It seems to be just all gone 90. So how are you, Kate, anyway? I'm very well, thank you. I've been quite busy. That's why I haven't really been available recently, so my apologies for that. No. But otherwise, um, yeah, I, I'm doing as well as a person can be whilst being aware of what is happening on a global scale at this time, which I think for anybody who realises what is going on, it, it is rather concerning as we can see that our identities, our freedoms, our rights are rapidly being eroded under the guise of it being medically necessary, even though there doesn't seem to be any substantial evidence to support these actions being committed against us. So what, what, what was this um, that you just said about Ireland, where they said that you... Um, don't have an identity or something along those lines in the introduction I missed that no what they're talking about is because of Scotland I suppose it came about with Scotland because Scotland is looking for independence and all that sort of stuff um, so the Irish kind of government which in pain have kind of decided that this would be great we'd get a 32 but along with this 32 which sounds great but we'd have to lose our identity our nationality our culture our heritage um, our national anthem to to do this and then in return then the Northern Irish would do that as well they would lose their identity whether they um, identify as Irish or British they will both have to lose it and we'd become this new Ireland where neither of us have any nationality or identity and we'd become something else but there's a few issues with that they haven't actually asked the British government there hasn't even been a conversation with the British government and obviously the loyalists and that's why a lot of them are rioting and going crazy because one the border the border was put in the sea and then two this whole conversation with the 32 and obviously they don't want to lose their identity but I don't want to lose mine I would prefer it to stay as it is um, and hold on to my identity so that's what they're talking about now but there's been real the only conversation they're having is with the Irish that would you be willing to give up your identity for a 32 which is absolutely ridiculous okay well I don't think that many people if you are white and European at this point in time or of white European descent have much of a choice in their identity being destroyed and eroded or being told that they must give it up under the guise of well it being necessary for diversity though I can't see what benefit this diversity actually brings to our nations it seems that having an identity as a white person now seems to be an abhorrent thing or opinion to hold. I've seen that even Lawrence Fox mentioned on Twitter that there was no native British. And I'm like, well, if there was no native British, where did the English, Irish, Scottish and Welsh originate from? Yeah. You know, the white British, where did they come from? Did we just appear out of thin air? But there seems to be a concentrated effort. Absolutely. Yeah. It's completely, they seem to be really strong into Ireland into destroying it and they were talking about a third you know group in Ireland who don't identify as Irish or British I don't know what they identify as but apparently we have to um, make so that Probably must be the new one 
Yeah. For a global citizen, quite a lot of the lefties have bought into this globalist Marxist idea, and this is why they don't support the idea of borders and refuse to acknowledge the differences between different racial and ethnic groups, saying that we're all the same, when clearly that isn't true. Um, these people have said, oh, I don't identify as British, I identify as European, like the Remainers, and some of them will go so far as, oh, I'm a global citizen, we're all citizens of the earth and should treat it in that way. And it is a very destructive mindset, but I believe that this has been put into people through the psychological warfare of identity politics being played out over a number of generations which has made people believe that anybody who is in your homeland and says that they identify as you must be accepted as such. Apparently, identity and feeling like you identify as something is much more important than the reality of what that person really is. And we see that with sexuality, with gender. We now see it with your race and even your national identity. It is a form of psychological warfare that has caused an awful lot of sickness and confusion within our society. And it's not like this is a unique experience you know this is something that has happened before in russia and in china during their communist revolutions we're just seeing it on a much wider scale and it is very concerning because we know that when communist revolutions start to pick up pace that genocides start to happen and I think there is another element to this identity politics that has taken place, and this is with the racial element of identity politics, where they say that anybody who arrives in your homeland, you must consider as one of your own, and they must be allowed to vote in your democratic systems, even if it's against your own interests. This is being enforced upon us. But now what we see, and we've seen it with this George Floyd incident, which I believe has been orchestrated by these globalist elites, not only to undermine the presidential election there in the United States when President Trump was running against senile Joe Biden, um, I believe that it's also been utilized as a distraction tool for what's going on with the economic terrorism and the, well, removal of all of our basic rights and liberties under the guise of it being medically necessary for a fake pandemic. But the more insidious and very, very worrying element to this psychological warfare that we're being subjected to at this time is the belief that white people are to basically blame for every single evil and wrong that is going on in this earth at this point in time and ever throughout history. We've got critical race theory being taught to children as long, well, as young as toddlers in nursery. White kids are being taught to hate themselves and black children are being taught to hate them. And what we see here is something that the communists have done previously, which is creating a climate that is ripe for violent genocides. And as we've seen now with the George Floyd case, it doesn't matter about facts. What we have is mob rule. They intimidated a witness and threatened to burn down cities if they didn't get the result that they wanted. Oh. George Floyd evidently died of an overdose, but what this has done now is said that any black person who commits an offence is unlikely to be arrested because police officers are going to worry about the consequences. However, if a white person is attacked, the police must ignore it, the media must not report on it, and even if they do, we must blame white supremacy in one way or another. And what is going on with this identity politics and critical race theory is an attempt by the globalist elite to create the climates ripe for violent killings within Europe 
by the violent, hostile fucking hunters, excuse me, violent, hostile foreigners that they've invited yeah. here without our consent. Which in it, the hostile foreigners that they've invited um, to come here. And I think that what people should be really concerned about at this point in time is that our media seems to be on a concentrated effort, which is owned by the globalist elite, to stir up racial tensions, to cause confusion in as to whose territory it is and whose homeland it is. You know, there's people now that believe that black people originally settled Great Britain and somehow white people just oppressed them out of our history altogether that they've always been here. Now, there are black children being taught that in schools. And this is what really, really should be concerning people, yeah. is that we now have a school in the UK that's been forced to take down our flag. We're not allowed to fly the Union Jack because there's no black in the Union Jack, which I find ridiculous. Oh because gosh. the only black flags that I'm aware of were ISIS flags and pirate ones. Yeah. African states have fully black flags. But oh that's my God, there's no from. blue or red human beings either. <laughs> like that is such a ridiculous thing. <laughs> such a ridiculous thing so yeah that that that's my opinion of what's been happening recently and that's why i believe that this identity politics is being perpetuated it's so that white indigenous peoples can't identify as their own unique racial group whilst this climate of animosity is built up amongst these immigrant populations that they've imported here over the last few decades. And along with that, we've got this vaccine agenda, which is, yeah. well, I think it's quite certain now that there is something with these vaccines that has nothing to do with people's health or safety. Mm. And has a lot more to do with control. Yeah. And I think that it is possible that we're going to see uh, an awful lot of people becoming very unwell within the next 12 months as a result of taking this. And I do wonder where it's all leading because if you look at the environment that we're in at this point in time, we are facing some of the biggest and most, I would say, terrifying challenges that we've possibly ever faced in our existence as a people. We've got the most violent ideologies ever to existing humanity now here in our own countries yeah. we've got we've got extremist islam which is a violent hostile force growing in power in the united kingdom and in ireland we have black marxists which if we look at the history of what they've done in south africa which is genocide the white populations you know, with very similar premises of white supremacy and white privilege and white guilt being used as a means for black people to assume power and then declare that all white people are bad and must have their property taken off them and it's perfectly acceptable to kill them. That's what we're heading towards very, very quickly. And I think that, that black Marxes are huge in Ireland, more so probably than um, Islamic groups. The Islamic groups aren't taking as big as as they are in the uk but that was because of tony blair brought loads of them in but it's more we seem to be having huge amount of black marxism who are saying that you know irish people were involved in slavery as well and that they they helped create this so they have their part to play as in that we owe black people in this country something because there was black slave master or there was slave masters that were irish as well this sort of kind of crap. 
absolutely absurd. I mean, the Irish peoples are a noble people that have had a long and detailed history, and not all of it has been very pleasant for them. As far as I'm aware, the Irish people did not involve themselves in the slave trade, and they, they were actually sold as slaves themselves. That's true. They've been subject to acts of genocide multiple times. You could never have said that the Irish people had benefited from any sort of racial or ethnic privilege. In fact, they have been persecuted throughout history just for their existence. And I think that's one of the reasons why they are so adamant to undermine your national identity and sully your genetic lineage. Absolutely. And that that's what they really, they're, they're saying, and even the government are allowing them say this, but our government is ran with art media ran by CNN it's complete all Marxism Marxism has taken over this country like a wave more than anything I'd say more than Islam more than anything else and it's infiltrated with our government like the things that they put up with and they're talking about you know climate change on a huge thing where um, they're going to punish people for leaving the country and punish people for entering into this country. They're going to make it so impossible for people to fly out of this country or fly into this country. I, I somehow don't see that happening. I think what will happen is that Irish people will go if they please. As we've seen during these lockdowns, foreigners have been chartering yeah. flights even for tourist purposes into the UK yeah. whilst the majority of the indigenous population have been imprisoned in their own home. Well, I would say to the Irish people that there is a concentrated effort to eliminate you as your own unique racial and ethnic groups. They are replacing you with a foreign hostile population which they are giving preference to in yeah. all areas of life, putting your own people at a disadvantage, even allowing your safety and security to be seriously undermined and violent actions to be committed against you without any consequence by these violent, hostile foreigners that they're bringing in. And I think rather than considering leaving the country, because I don't believe that fleeing our homelands and handing them over to these people is something that we're inherently, um, you know, I would say, predisposed to do, and we also have an inherent duty to protect our homelands because of what our ancestors have given up and sacrificed for us to have them and what we need to do for future generations. But the Irish people need to start building their communities. They need to stop spending time online and start meeting together in groups and discussing the problems that you face and organizing to better defend yourselves. And I don't mean by physical action. I mean by taking actions to uh, challenge things legally, if you can. I don't know how you will go about that. I don't know what the Irish legal system's like. I don't believe that you have a common law system. You certainly don't have British common law. And I don't know whether you're actually being governed in any way by yourselves anymore. No, we're not. Um, it's all ran by through the EU. We've lost. We lost everything. The government gave up everything when we joined the EU. We literally have no government. That they're re- really spokesperson for the EU, and that's basically what they do. I mean, I did see a video that was floating around on social media of large groups of young white Irish that had banded together. And they only go out together in large groups because they are subject to, well, criminality and violence by these African hordes that prowl the streets. So now they've had to start banding together and patrol 
on bikes because they don't want the women getting raped in the area. That's right, yeah. Certain areas, um, the Irish are a minority in certain areas in Dublin, um, Blanchardstown being one of those, and there's been huge violent acts on the um, against the Irish um, where women and children are being attacked, knives being pulled on them, um, huge amount of danger. So, yeah, that they've had to actually pull together to to protect the community. I was always wondering, because I know that there has been this divide in Ireland that has been uh, un, un, unrectifiable for quite some time. Could you see a unity between, you know, the British Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland on the basis of, well, we have these foreign hostile hordes that are trying to kill us, and at least we're all ethnically Irish, um, shouldn't we at least defend our homelands against these people and sort out our rather superficial issues in comparison? Yeah, absolutely. Funny you should say that because um, that's what I've actually been working on this week. Because when the government came out with this bullshit 32, but you have to give up your identity and the Northern Irish loyalists will have to give up, are very open to that. That, um, yeah, that, that, that we really have much more in common playing tit for tat because it's not benefiting either of us we really need to come together and actually come together with the british as well um we we need to see the you know as a bigger picture um and i was talking about this i don't know whether you saw my interview with john yates um that we need to do some sort of like an umbrella with the british um with the british the, the scottish the the i the english and the irish come together under one sort of umbrella that means none of us have to change our identity our flags or nationalities or anything like that but uh, more as um i suppose a, a unity um and call it the um atlantic isles or something like that so nobody feels like they're being you know their identities being pushed um away from them but yeah no, we think, definitely do uh, I do think that this is what needs to be done. I think that saying of united we stand, divided we fall matters more now than it ever did. And I think it goes further than Ireland and Britain, Scotland, and, you know, the United Kingdom and Ireland. I think that all white peoples of European descent are being subject to the same atrocities and injustices and genocide that we are. Yeah. And they are also having their history, heritage and culture and identity erased That's right before their point. eyes. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I used to not be able to sleep at night and I used to stay up and I had this child's encyclopedia and it had little drawings of peoples from each of the nations of Europe. Well, actually, it was worldwide, but I remember looking at Europe as a continent and I thought how great it was how they had all these different traditional clothes and they had these different traditional foods and different national anthems and different identities. That's real diversity. Yeah. That's real diversity and it's beautiful. European diversity is beautiful and it's something that I want to keep and I believe that all peoples of white European descent need to collaboratively be able to work together to fight this well monster that is globalist marxism that literally wants to eradicate and replace us with a peoples from sub-saharan africa and the middle east who have a lesser propensity to um i would say oppose tyrannical rule and also will lack the how can i put it or historically they lack the inventive genius to be able to oppose a technological 
tyranny, which is what we're heading into, similar to how communist China uses mass surveillance and um, social scoring systems. That, like, we can see that being implemented today with the COVID vaccination cards so and the 5G systems, which will be used to survey. You know, they are going to be able to do that or they predict they wouldn't be able to do that with the white European populations at some stage there is a risk that they would rebel and be capable of overthrowing that tyranny which is why they want us erased so these black Marxists that seem to think they're going to inherit Europe are sadly mistaken, they are being utilised as a tool to destroy the only thing that offers them any protection from being put back in chains and it's absolutely absurd I call it the fine white line because people forget that these freedoms that they have haven't just come to them magically. They came from the sweat and blood of white people who gave them to them, that actually fought for the freedoms of these people. Once white people are gone, those ideals of having these people outside of chains aren't going to persist. I mean, they, the Arabs are quite happy to still enslave black people. Yeah. The Chinese don't even see them as fully human. And the Jews were the very first people to ever enslave them. So when the white people are gone, what do they think is going to happen? I mean, it, I think that all peoples in the world at this point in time have a common enemy, but particularly the peoples of Europe certainly do. And it's us that are having our history, heritage and culture and identities erased. And I think that we can collaboratively work together to support each other's own sovereignty and right to their own racial and cultural existence. Absolutely. Um, made a bad choice there because historically the Irish are people of very strong endurance and they have a very strong identity and they will fight back no matter what the cost to preserve their own people historically. And I know you've been subject as a peoples to the same psychological warfare as most white people do, but I believe that Ireland seems to be waking up much quicker than other nations are. Hopefully, And yeah. I think that they may have picked on the wrong country to use as an example. I have a theory that I think that a lot of Irish hardship over the last couple of decades has been orchestrated by globalists through the EU. You know, the economic downturn was certainly orchestrated yeah. by them. And then Absolutely. there was a, well, a departure of a lot of Ireland's young, capable people because of this economic downturn and the lack of availability of jobs that came with the credit crisis, that a lot of the young Irish actually left. And then what they've done is replaced them with Africans. That's exactly, yeah. Um, they called it the brain drain. Uh, I, I think that this is obviously purposely been done. I mean, they'd like to say that it's coincidental that all of these things have happened in sequence, but it's not. It's a yeah. purposefully, uh, purposefully orchestrated plot of destruction. Woman, an overweight African woman, who uh, was speaking in your parliament. Now, I don't know whether she's an elected official, but she could barely speak English. She, she had a thick, very heavy African accent, as if she'd just arrived off the boat. And it appeared as if she was lecturing the Irish people of how it, what it is to be Irish and that she indeed is Irish and more Irish than the Irish are and that she should dictate to the Irish what their identity is. I mean, who was that woman? I would like to know. Is that the, the clip from the UN and she was saying that, oh, Ireland's always been diverse. Is that that clip or...? Well, uh, 
it might have been from the UN, yes. I, I, I got sent it via probably WhatsApp, but it didn't come with a caption. Um, but there were people with Irish accents on, on the video just before she spoke, so I assumed it was Ireland. Uh, but it could possibly be the UN. The UN I is mean, basically she the... Could have been an Irish, uh, um, a spokesperson for Ireland for the UN. But the Irish government did that as well. Like, they would have put her in place. Now, she probably was only there, like, two weeks, and they gave her, oh, she's black, this is great, you know, diversity. Pretty she's not Muslim and gay, you know. These are all these tickets that they, they, they like. You know, we had Leo put in, who was never voted in. He was put into place, and he was mainly put in because he was half Indian. He was gay. And they were the reasons why he was put in, because they were like, oh, great, you know, big, you know, Ireland's changing. We're so becoming so liberal, diverse, and look, we're so multicultural. And there's been so many people like that just given jobs because of their colour of their skin, nothing else, or they're gay. That's the only reason why they're given jobs, not for anything else. To have somebody who quite clearly is not Irish representing Ireland in the UN is is absurd and an insult. And for somebody to be saying that Ireland has always been diverse, I mean, in in Britain, really, it was in the Windrush era that Britain started to become racially and ethnically diverse. There was no other period in time where there was non white Europeans living in Great Britain or settling here. So I'd imagine that it was very similar to Ireland or possibly actually later on. Much so later on. It's, it's only been... There hasn't been any racial diversity in Ireland since no. the last few decades. And yet, it's only tell been... you that it's always been diverse. Yes. And it... I don't know why people tolerate this. I think because some of them want to believe it and some of them don't want to say anything because they'll be called racist. But I think everybody in Ireland knows that that's not true. Ireland wasn't diverse even when I was young. It was purely Irish. To see a black person was abnormal. It was like very, very rare. Like I think once I saw it when I was a child. And that's not that. Like, you know, Ireland only really became diverse, so-called diverse, was when we joined the EU. That's when it rapidly started to change before the EU. So it was about 20 years ago. That's all Ireland has been so-called diverse. If you'd been in Ireland 20 years ago, before 20 years ago, you would have seen that it wasn't diverse at all. I think it would it be quite rare to have seen any black or so-called ethnic minorities then. Completely. I never would have saw one when I was younger. Like, I think I saw one black person I never remember when I was younger. Um, there was one or two half half Irish and half black that I, I knew. But they were kind of very, I suppose, more Irish. But an actual African, I only ever remember in my childhood seeing one. That's all through the 80s. It wasn't diverse in the 80s. It wasn't really diverse in the 90s. We're talking about 2000. Late night. When Ireland joined the, e the EU, which was 2002-2007, when it really started to happen. So only really in early 2000 it started happening. It wasn't in the 90s or the 80s. Now, I believe that the globalists launched their uh, plot into fruition actually you know started to implement it in a forceful manner from 9-11 i believe that that was the beginning of this plan to flood europe with 
sub-Saharan Africans and Middle Easterns. What I find very odd about the EU is that people don't question things like, why are there so many Africans? And why are there, in, for Britain, for instance, why is there so many Pakistani Muslims? It's not like Muslims are being persecuted in Pakistan. Yeah. Why are there so many of them? Yeah, they're not members of the European Union. They're certainly not in Europe. There's no freedom of movement between here and Pakistan and here in Africa, and then neither is with Ireland. So why are these people coming in? They're yeah. not European. You didn't agree to any freedom of movement with Africa or anywhere else. And yet it seems like this isn't questioned or you're not allowed to question that they're not European even though they'll say I'm Pakistani I'm African you're not allowed to question why why they're being imported by the EU I think that was when people are questioning um, and saying that white white genocide is a conspiracy theory they should really look into Richard Colden of Kalergi and his plan to commit genocide against the white indigenous peoples of Europe because he was the PAM founder. I think he was the president of, of the organization that proceeded to sign into the European Union of Europeans. But there was no agreement of freedom of movement between the rest of the world. But that seems to be what they're now doing and what they have been doing the whole time. And yet, if you question it, they just regard you as a racist. Oh, well, no, shut up, you racist. Why do you only want white Europeans in? Well, that's what we agreed to. We didn't agree to open our doors to the whole of the third world why, why, why would we do that I mean it's not because we're racist it's because we it's, I mean that, that wasn't what a refugee was it wasn't escaping poverty and the worst thing about it is is that we can't even actually accept genuine refugees anymore and like that girl Asia Abibi and she couldn't come here because you know Muslims were threatening to kill her if she did it's not safe for genuine refugees. There was refugees that wanted to come here, genuine refugees from Syria. And they and they decided not to come to Great Britain or were here for a very short amount of time and left because they said the same type of people that were committing the atrocities in Syria were here and they feel that it's not going to be very long until very similar things that happened there happened here. Uh, and that should be concerning to people because these aren't genuine refugees. These aren't genuine immigrants. These are people that have been allowed in through freedom of movement. So what are they doing here? Why are they being permitted to be here? Why are they being put up in hotels and given houses and their kids being allowed to be sent to your schools? There has been no agreement to this. But you see, there was. The problem was it was under the UN. It was called the Migration Pact. And unfortunately, Ireland and your Theresa May signed it and it was during the brexit time and people the Brit- british were distracted with the brexit but while the brexit was kind of going through she signed a un migration pact and so did ireland and that meant that all these people could come into our countries and we couldn't question them in fact if we start questioning them we can be arrested for um hate speech and being racist that anybody can come into our countries and we are not allowed to speak out about it it, it is quite a scary thing that a lot of countries signed i think hungary refused to sign it america because trump was in refused to sign it there was a few countries who refused to sign it but unfortunately Poland both refused to sign it i believe even some nations inside the eu that aren't as uh, objectionable towards the eu's objectives um they they have refused to sign it as well they yes. understand the impact that it will have but it's been sold to our people on the basis of that we have some sort of humanitarian duty to ensure the safety of peoples who are attempting to illegally enter our country. 
So they're saying that these people that die trying to cross the channel, trying to cross the Mediterranean, that we're responsible for that, not the politicians that are inciting them or incentivizing them to come. Hey, come to Britain. We won't implement our laws against you. You can rape the children. You've got to get free health care, free, free housing, free legal, free schools for your kids, free everything. Why would they not come? They're the ones that are responsible for any deaths that happen on transit because they're the ones incentivizing them to come. But now they've managed to twist it as if white people have a duty to pay for them to import these people into our homelands because otherwise they might get hurt on the journey. And then it's not absolutely just, absurd. It really but is. People have been guilt tripped into thinking that we are responsible for all of the world's problems and must pay for it by mm. handing over everything our identity, our home, our safety, our security. There is going to be nothing left for children born now. Nothing. Mm. They're not going to have a home anymore. They're not going to have anywhere safe to go anymore. They're not going to have a history or identity to look back on. They're not going to be able to learn about their forefathers. All of that is going to be been stripped away from them. And eventually they're going to come for their lives too. And it's not going to be very long before that happens. And I think denial, denial is a phenomenon that happens in, in genocides. And it happens by the perpetrators and victims alike before, during, and after the genocides. And I'm just not going to allow it to our people. Uh, I don't care if I have to sacrifice what little I have left, which is my liberty and life, to ensure that my people have some semblance of ability to defend themselves against what is to come. Because I, it is beyond any reasonable doubt now that there is a strategy of violent elimination that is in plan against our people. Yeah. And the longer people choose to deny it, the less likely it is that they're going to be able to avoid it. So I will, uh, I, I will have to keep speaking about it until people start to realise exactly what's going on. And I think the unfortunate thing is, is that many people do, but they're too afraid to speak about it because the impact that it will have more immediately upon themselves personally, not realising that burying their heads in the sand doesn't make a problem go away, it just grows. And they're passing these problems down to their children. It's a very cowardly thing to do. Yeah, and it is going to grow this, uh, until people literally stand up. But you see, the problem is, this, I was saying it even to Elvis earlier on, they all accepted the mask, they've all accepted the PCR, and this huge amount of them have accepted the vaccine. So the passport is next. This year they're telling you to leave the country, you need all these tests. Next year they're going to tell you you need a passport. And it'll keep going. And then once they introduce the passport, they will never let go of it. And if you don't have that vaccination every year, you can't get on a plane. You mightn't even be able to do your shopping or go to a pub. Uh, I, I, well, we were expecting this to happen. People were saying that, you know, put your tinfoil hat on your conspiracy theorists. There's not going to be forced vaccinations. There's not going to be lockdowns. There's not, you know, literally everything that's happened that we predicted, they told us isn't going to happen. But we knew that there was going to be these covid vaccine passports and i do believe that these covid vaccine passports will turn into digital identity cards that yeah. will have all your details on including your social score very similar to what china has already implemented and what's being implemented in other nations across the world with the un's assistance with china because china is the industrial arm of the new world order and 
the UN is the global face, public face, of that new world order. China has been working with them collaboratively with the BRI initiative and the Digital Silk Road to build the infrastructure for this globalist tyranny. Absolutely. It's shocking. The whole thing is shocking. But Kate, I've taken up enough of your time. I thank you so much for coming on. Well, um, actually, I'm going to be attending a protest on Saturday, but it isn't against the lockdowns. It's against um, some convicted Muslim paedophile rapists from the grooming gang epidemic in Rochdale who haven't been deported despite it being um, put in their sentence that after they'd you know, fulfilled their custodial sentence that they would afterwards be deported back to Pakistan. They are walking around in Rochdale where their victims live, re-traumatising them, and the Home Office refuses to acknowledge it. So we're going to be off having a protest about that. And I do believe there have been anti-vax and anti-lockdown protests. They just, they don't get advertised very well. And you find that the censorship here is very heavy. Like most social media, if you post anything to do with anti-vaccines and globalist agendas and the Great Reset, you will find that your social media accounts either um, get banned or disabled altogether, or, or the content will be hidden. So um, it's becoming more difficult to organise and to communicate unless you've got certain apps like Telegram um, but over your mainstream uh, platforms. That's that's becoming a lot more difficult, and I think people are sort of losing steam in some ways because as much as there are protests, they seem rather ineffective. The left have continued to protest in kill the bill style, not seeing how absurd it is their disparity and their outrage that they're concerned about women's safety and the right to protest but women's safety doesn't matter when they're being raped by immigrants and the right to protest should only be the right to protest if you have their opinions so uh they're not really protesting anything really we'll see what happens over the next few weeks i think it's going to be interesting i'm more interested in what's happening in america with their protests because it seems like black lives matter despite managing to bully and intimidate uh the american legal system into convicting an innocent man um are still rioting despite succeeding in their intimidation and perverting of the course of justice and getting everybody to believe that this is the right thing we're living in a crazy crazy time um scary crazy time at the moment but listen thank you so much kate and thank you for all your time and i look thank forward you for to having me um um hopefully we'll get to speak again soon but yeah sorry it's been so long then thanks for having me no thank you so thank much you soon. thank you so much for coming on very good thank you Oh, and if anybody needs to get in touch with you, are you on social media or anything like that? I am. Um, uh, I think I'm called Bubba Returns now on Instagram. Both of my Facebook accounts are on bands and my main Facebook account. My main Facebook account was uh, disabled last week, so you can't contact me via that. But I am on Telegram. Um, and I am on WhatsApp if you know people that might have my details. I will be having my channels launched quite soon on YouTube and other places. I've just been caught up on other projects. But yes, if you want to get hold of me, you could probably get hold of um, Bron and she'll sort it out for you. Fantastic, Kate. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you.
I've made up my mind Don't need to think it over If I'm wrong, I am right Don't need to look no further This ain't lust, I know This is love But if I tell the world I'll never say enough Cause it was not said to Exactly what I need to do If I end up with you Should I give up or should I just keep chasing pavements Even if it leads nowhere I wouldn't be aware Even if I knew my best Should I leave it there Myself and fly around in circles, waiting as my heart drops and my back begins to tingle. Finally, could this be it? Oh, should I give up? Oh, should I just keep chasing pavements? Place. 